Welcome to the Next Step Business Podcast. I'm Bob Camp, your host. For each podcast, I'm inviting successful business leaders to discuss strategy, execution, high-performing teams, innovation, and more. Join us to learn more about getting the business you want and living life on your terms. I'm excited to have Amy Bible here, third-generation business owner of Harrington Insurance and local to Fountain City. And uh, Amy, can you start out by just telling us a little bit about yourself, what's important to you, and what's it like taking over the business as a third-generation owner? Thanks so much for having me this morning. I grew up with a father that was an insurance agent and a grandfather that started the agency back in 42. So I grew up being surrounded by insurance. And from an early age, I had said in a childlike dream, I'm going to take over the agency and run the business one day. Graduated from high school, got licensed, and then during college tried to really get away and out of the family business thinking I could do something different, more exciting than insurance. And ended up getting back into it after I got married. And then, I guess 10 years ago, took over the agency, purchased it from my father. And since then, it's really been a learning process. But what I find for me, insurance in and of itself can be very dry, lots of rules. But for me, the passion for the business comes from the problem solving. And that's what a lot of people need assistance with, especially with things they don't understand, like insurance. And they don't want to necessarily know any stricter rule and underlying things that go into insurance. And that's where we come in and try and know those things so that they don't have to, but they have someone they can depend on for that. So they can actually talk to you, talk to your team. Exactly. That's something we talked about the other day is a lot of people, because of our world of being digital today, there's so much that wrongly we assume that we know about insurance and we start shopping for it and we, we go the digital route. But when we have questions, that digital route usually isn't available. Exactly. Or it's a canned answer. You can click on the fact page of a website that can maybe answer a few questions. But each individual person brings their own set of wrinkles to situations, if you will. And it's almost like an overlay of different facts of a person's situation. And if you're not paying attention to those, then they can conceivably get into a situation that it's harder to get out of. So we try to anticipate those types of things and really keep an eye on what are the situations that come first that affect the things behind them so that we don't have our clients get into a situation where they are at a disadvantage or have no coverage, things of that nature. Yeah, you gave me an example we were when we were talking last about a client who had a a unique process that they were doing in their plant and the insurance companies at first didn't want to underwrite it or the underwriter didn't want to underwrite it but because you had unique knowledge can you expand on that you had unique knowledge in your discussion with him to be able to get him insured sure there's a lot of things that underwriters that basically are evaluating the risk that someone brings to the table And each company has their own, what they call, appetite as to what kind of businesses and procedures and things they want to cover. And a lot of that comes from past experience. And so they draw upon a lot of that information to decide, am I going to approve? Because they're held responsible for what coverages they write. Are they going to be acceptable to to bringing that in into the company? What we do on our end is we ask a lot of questions. We have to 
almost educate ourselves to the point of knowing all the ins and outs of what a company does, how their procedures work, where they're getting their product from, what do they do to that product, how could they be exposed to a risk in what they do. In this particular situation, technology changes. Things don't stay the same procedure-wise because people are always trying new things and coming up with new ways of doing things. So in this particular case, that's what has happened. The procedures had changed to the extent that there was far less risk associated with this procedure. So we were able to go to the underwriter and say, let's give you a clearer picture. It's not the black and white you think it is. We're going to paint you the shades of gray so that you can make an accurate decision on how to proceed with this client. So it ended up that we were able to do that and find coverage for this client without it being as much of a hassle as it could have been if the underwriters were unwilling to listen or if we hadn't been able to provide the information necessary to make that difference. Yeah, it, that's it's something that I find missing in a lot of businesses. Number one, I really do believe in digital and, and the things that we need to do there. But when you do need to speak to someone, that has become the big differentiator for a lot of companies. And as consumers, business consumers, consumer and direct consumer, we don't know that we need it until all of a sudden we need it. That's exactly right. Yeah. Tell me about your business, because I know one of the things, I've met your people there. You have such a great team. What's your, lack of better terms, what's your secret for hiring, retaining? I know you're probably looking for people now, as a lot of people are, but what's your secret about having such a great team? We've always been a small family business. My grandfather had four boys. Three of the four went into insurance, and two of the brothers, my dad was one of those, stayed here and took over the business when he retired. They never did a whole lot of hiring, but what their key was they would bring someone in and train them exactly how they wanted them to be. With procedures and things, we tend to be very upfront with how we do things. It's very customer-centric. And I think that bringing in folks to work for us, I think there's just an element of ease and peace of mind that come into play when you know you're working for an employer that is not asking you to do something that isn't just plain and simple and straightforward. Our moniker has always been the Agency of Personal Service, and that's basically what we preach. It's the service is above and beyond everything because that is a part of every single process of what we do, from the quoting, the issuing of a policy, the servicing of the policy, and claim situations when those inevitably arise. And it's basically treating people like I would treat my best friend if I was writing their coverage. It's a trust factor going both ways, and we want people to be able to trust us with their coverage and helping them protect, protect all the things in their, their life that they've worked for. It's just our undergirding of the entire business. Yeah, I mean, you, that point of treating everybody like friends, that's the one thing I could say. You know, everybody is just friendly when you walk in the door and, you know, whether or pick up the phone, you always get that courtesy of just being nice which is good. But the other element, it seems like your people are very responsive and getting everything taken care of. What's it, what was it like to take over the business? What, tell me a little bit about what you did before you, you going to college, what you did. And then when you came into the business, what was that like for you? It was interesting because I had been in the business in the very beginning prior to college <laughs> And when I was in college, I ended up graduating in the College of Education in Therapeutic Recreation. 
So for a while I worked with the Alzheimer's patients, dementia patients in an assisted living facility. And for me that brought element of learning to meet people where they are, helping me to learn how to understand them and what is important to them. Because if you had a dementia patient, sometimes their reality might not be your reality. And to force them into something creates an awkward and uncomfortable position. So I bring from that whole experience into the insurance agency the fact that not everybody knows the true purpose of insurance. Insurance is often thought of in a less than stellar light. So it's our job to educate and help people understand the purpose of the insurance. And it helps to be able to meet them where they are so that you can explain to them, you're purchasing a house, this is what the insurance is for, you want to cover it for the amount of coverage it's going to take to replace it, or you could end up in a worse situation if something happens and you don't have enough money to replace it. You want to let the insurance company know about all the risks that you have so that we can properly write coverage to protect you for that. So that's one area that my experience outside of the insurance industry has helped me in running the business. Beyond that, I worked in a veterinary office, so I had to work with people in emotional situations and trying to decide between affording money for their own groceries or paying for a pet's care. Those are things that are emotional and truly important. So it's learning to be able to meet people, again, where they are and help them make their way through these hard decisions and decide what is my best course of action. So in effect, it's helped me create a business where more than insurance sales people, we're insurance advisors. So one of the things that you hinted at a little bit earlier and it came both in what you've done between working at the insurance agency and then coming in as an owner was you asking question and you brought this up earlier. How what is it you know, how does your mind work when you meet with someone? Because one of the things I've known having met with you several times over the you know, last few years is you're really good at asking questions. And it doesn't feel like an interrogation when you're asking questions. What do you think why do you think that works for you? Or what is it you do or how what's your thinking when you're sitting down with someone? I guess I'm trying to get to know the person because we can look at the car they drive. We can look at the address. But unless we are aware of the whole person, then there's going to be things we miss. Are they an active person? Do they have children? What do they do in their spare time? What elements are they bringing into their life that could be potential risks? And that's one of the fallacies of being an insurance agent and daughter of an insurance agent is that I'm constantly looking at and evaluating risk which is you're driving down the street and you're, you're looking at homes and the gutters that need to be cleaned out or roof shingles that are curling up. And so you just take mental notes of these things. And a lot of it is just what you unconsciously make note of. But truly finding out the purpose behind people's lives, if they're going to be a personal lines client and they're also a business owner, you can feed into that and make sure that any overlap is taken care of and there's nothing that's falling through the cracks that gets missed. Or if they have a job that puts them in a 
certain risk criteria that, that you can identify and make them aware of certain things that they would need to know so that they can control the risk they can control, plan for the risk that they can't and do the best they can to keep everything on a status quo. Yeah, that's a real, really, I think, an important point for, for a lot of people to pay attention to. When I work with, in, in my, I should say, in my own sale life and sales experience and working with other people, one of the things that I think we, we need to emphasize is that we're always, as you said earlier, we're working with an individual. It's a person. And it then becomes, what can we uncover that is most important to them? And that's what I was hearing from you is, we need to figure out what is most important, and that's how we can best help them. Rather than always say this with salespeople, most salespeople show up and throw up. It's if we show up and we tell everything that we have to offer and we hope something sticks, versus taking time to get to know the other person, their needs, what's important to them, maybe what they haven't thought of is a big part of what you were talking about. I haven't thought about that as being a risk, or I haven't thought about that as being an opportunity, or I haven't thought about that in that way. And so what I heard from you was a lot of, I want to make sure I really understand first. Was it the old, I forget who wrote the book, was it Dale Carnegie who wrote the book about first seek first to understand before trying to be understood? And I think that's a big part of being successful in any business is that element both with sales and with just working with people. It's a really good point. Thank you. Anything else? Because I've got a couple other questions for you. Anything else about your business? I think that you think people should know about hearing? Oh, I know what I was wanted to ask you. When you took over the business, what were the learning things? Because you didn't come, like you said, you didn't get a business education. What did you learn in your business? What did you do? Because you made a comment about being the third generation. It was really important to you. What did you, what was that, what was important to you? What was your kind of your mindset coming in? What did you do? It's an interesting phenomenon when you, aren't building the business from the ground up and you're coming in and there's things already in place and it's already a working machine. And it's a good and a bad thing, as it turns out, because probably three years into having my license and working in the agency, I was taking some of the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University classes, me and my spouse, and that kind of introduced me to that way of thinking and I plugged into becoming a Dave Ramsey endorsed local provider. And part of the teachings that I learned through him and some of his business savviness was there are no sacred cows. And so I began looking at things critically when I bought the agency 10 years ago. And why do we do it this way? What are the reasons that we do things the way we do? And of course, there are certain things that we do them because it's the right thing to do and the, the a great way to do them, but there were certain aspects of the business that had to be cut out and moved forward technology-wise, just operating procedure-wise made sense. For me, not having a business background, that might have helped me because I wasn't already honed in on the constraints of the rules of running a business, but I could look at it with a fresh mind going, well, what makes sense? And so that, that was both good and bad because there were some learning curves and sometimes trying to reinvent the wheel isn't always the best case, but you live and learn and you course correct and get things going the right direction. But one of the best things I did was coming the Dave Ramsey endorsed local provider here in the Knoxville area. And from there, that has led me into kind of creating a secondary area of Harrington Insurance, which is Harrington Financial Coaching. 
So that gives me the opportunity to help people beyond leading the Financial Peace University classes. I'm able to actually offer one-on-one help to provide people the steps that they need to take to get from wherever they are to the goal that they want to meet, be it getting out of college debt, planning for how am I going to save for retirement and a child's wedding and pay off my house? How am I going to get to the point where, to quote Dave Ramsey, I can live and get? So that's a really exciting part of my business that I really enjoy. And part of that is education. And that's what I see as the constant theme throughout the entire business is the education of folks, be it educating them about auto insurance and why you need certain coverages, the pros and the cons of having this level of coverage or not, the different endorsement coverages you can have on your home insurance, because we often preach you can be insurance poor. And it's our job to let you know, here's what we have, figuring out your line in the sand so that you can, as the client, can make a decision as to how much you want to ward off risk through insurance and how much you're willing to accept yourself. Yeah, it's really cool. And the element of two pieces, one was this helping people get control of their finances. I think it's a really important piece, especially, and it doesn't really matter what age, but young people in particular, because they don't have life experience to say, I wish I would have, could have. And so if they can get started off on a stronger foot. And the second is, as a business, you've decided to partner with a brand which I'm assuming is real consistent with your values and what has been important to you over the years. Is that fair to say? It's absolutely correct. And that to become a Ramsey trusted endorsed local provider, you have to meet certain criteria, which for us going through that process, it was really quite the easy button because there was nothing they required that we weren't already doing, which is a quick response to your client's needs the education of the client, teaching them about insurance, what it's for, when you should use it, when you shouldn't. We get a lot of folks that we prepare quotes for that call us and advise that they have three or four claims and will inquire as to that. And some of the claims are ones they really should not have turned in, but their agent or whoever they were with didn't provide them the opportunity to be educated on when they should and when they shouldn't and what those repercussions are going to be. And that's something that we try to be very upfront with our clients. And I've told people before, we are not going to be a yes person. We will give them hard news and hard facts and educate them as to this is your situation. This is what you can do in that situation. Or these are your other options. And then let them make the choice. And I guess it comes down to, for us, it's selling properly. So it's more about education than manipulation and making sure that we just follow those guidelines and you know it just fit hand in hand with the Ramsey Trusted brand ideals and has offered us many opportunities just to plant those seeds of education and also for financial independence and being able to do that also with the insurance aspect of You carry insurance for a reason. It's those catastrophic things that you can't pay for out of your pocket that would hurt you financially, with the idea being you're financially solvent and you have emergency 
funds set up over here that you can pay for the smaller things so that your insurance doesn't go up and you stay on a level keel. I like that education versus manipulation. That was a great piece. I worked with a young gentleman who was selling cell phones years ago and his ability to talk to someone to really understand what their needs were, to find out that this person had to be a doctor and their family needed a low-cost plan for the rest of the family. But the doctor, on the other hand, needed to have excellent coverage because he was a surgeon on call. So the recommendation was, I'll take care of your family. We can do this really low-cost, but I'm going to send you down the street to this other place because they're going to provide a better service for you. His, his whole thought process was, I need satisfied customers who are well-educated, they understand why they made the decisions that they made, but they get what they were really looking for. I want to save money, and I need to have service. And so how do I find that? How do I help them make that decision for the service that they need? And so he did. He got the other four cell phones and had a very happy customer and an informed customer. I like that. Some of, I know you, you do some work, volunteer. You've been very involved with the local school and and helping young people. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. I have two girls, both in local high school here, and part of my passion is, again, it stems from Dave Ramsey and the financial aspect of our community. And I was given the opportunity from a phone call for the Foundations and Personal Finance Program, which is what Dave Ramsey provides to high school students. And the high school I graduated from needed someone to sponsor that program in the school. And I was more than excited to be able to take on that opportunity. So for the past several years, that's something that I've been providing for the kids at the high school. And it was special this year in that my own daughter was able to go through the class. So she got to know firsthand what I've been talking about all these years with Financial Peace University. And it really mirrors the adult program. So these kids are learning what credit is about. And it comes helps them be prepared for stepping foot on college campus and being able to walk past that table set up offering them a free t-shirt and tumbler in exchange for signing up for a credit card. And it helps them realize the advantage of saving money and investing early in their future without debt so that they can get out of school, they can make a decision based on the jobs I'm offered, what I want to do with my life versus what I have to do because I've gone into debt for paying for school or I've gone into debt because of credit cards. So for me, that's a huge win just for local community, but for them stepping out into the communities they end up in, that they can maybe put these lessons to good use and then maybe share the knowledge that they gain and just have it spread forward. So that's one of the ways that I like to help out. And then, of course, I'm a band mom, so I help out with the high school band in many ways, which is in itself rewarding, and I think band kids are the best. So I love it. The whole financial piece, too. I know for me, it would have been an amazing class to have had when I was in school because that's just not something we're taught. And when I did learn, it was a rich dad, poor dad thing many years later, it was just so valuable. I had some sense of it because of who my parents were, but I didn't really have that level of thinking or that level of discipline. And that makes all the difference in the world today with just choosing where you're going to live, choosing what is important to you, choosing what you're not going to buy. 
which is a big part of it. What kind of feedback have you received from these, I'm assuming, high school students going through this? What kind of feedback have you received from them? The majority of the responses that I've had is that it was their most important class in high school. Some of them took the knowledge back home to their single parent uh, to say, hey, mom, dad, let's do this way. This is what I learned in class today. So for me, it's just been so rewarding that it has made a difference and it's done exactly what it was meant to do. And the purpose, I wish I could see years from now what some of these kids do with the knowledge. And of course, we're all human and we go astray from some of the teachings that we have and we get in trouble. But I'm hoping that the education they get from this will still be sitting there and they'll come back to it and go, oh, I could do this. And the knowledge that this is a program that's out there, it's not going anywhere, and that there's financial coaches or there's podcasts or there's online resources that they have available that they know are there. And that's the biggest thing, that the exposure, planting those seeds, I think, are the biggest wins. But knowing that they appreciated the class and they felt like it was a important part of their high school experience, that's a win. <laughs> yes, and the win for them, I just think through this, it's, if, like you said, if you could look out three, four, five, ten years, the impact it's going to have for them, how much further ahead they're going to be, because most of us, when we got out of high school or college, the first thing that came out of him was obviously making some money, but it was really driven by what can I buy, what nice car can I have, or what nice place can I live, or what, what fancy clothes I, can I get, whatever it might be. And for me, it was guitars and amplifiers. I was spending an awful lot of money on that, but I didn't really need to. And I think that's an important piece to start learning. There's a big difference between what you want and what you need. And yeah. even a lot of things that you say you need, you used a word earlier when you were talking, you're looking at the business, and that was there's no sacred cows or whatever it was. There's nothing sacred. And being able to look at things from that perspective, this isn't sacred. This isn't the end all to be all. It's just something. And is it something that I can do without? Something I can, I can better put my money into? What's the better thing to do here? So I think that's goes to you for, for doing that. Just the impact on the impact you have on someone who comes back. It's like students that come back to teachers 10, 20, 30 years later and tell them what impact they had on their life. This should be one of those things that's going to impact not everybody, but many. That's the goal. Yes, that is the goal. One of the things I did want to just close up here with is what's most important to you as you look forward in business and life? What's most important to you to become, to achieve, to realize, whatever it is? As you look forward, what's most important for you? I want lasting relationships with my clients because that is key for the whole purpose of what I do. It's that knowledge of what is going on in their life, what is changing, because life is always changing. And it's the ability to put in place those key aspects that are supportive and protective that make your life enjoyable. So it's like the better I do my job, the less I've noticed, so to speak. But it's got that underlying 
support is there that's not necessarily seen as kept under the bed skirt, so to speak. So for me, it is the trust level and the loyalty and the long-term relationships that we create with our clients because we know our clients and they know the dependability and the longevity that we have and that we don't change. We're always going to be that agency of personal service that is right there doing what we always do and being there. In that place to last time I talked to you when you're growing and you're actually looking for help, but even with the world is changing as much as it is, for you to be growing in this space, because it has gone so digital, I think is a real strong indicator of differentiating yourself by really being close to your clients and taking care of them, being available to them. So just kudos to you on that. And I really appreciate you taking time today to have this conversation. And I can't say enough about who you are in your business and you're just one of those great people that I've run into that I enjoy every time I have a chance to talk with. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. Thank you. So if you'll hold on right now, we'll, I'm going to stop the cord.